0: I've just been drinking wine. <laughs> I do have a little margarita glow. You see it? <laughs> Is it like a what kind of margarita? Um classy bitch margarita. It's from Costco. Classy Bitch. Isn't mm-hmm. it like a like a mix and you just add tequila? Nope. Pre mixed. Oh. It's not actually
1: called Classy Bitch, it's called Kirkland because that's the Costco <laughs> brand. I'm naming it Classy Bitch because it's like seven dollars for the full bottle. <laughs> And I'm already slurring my words a little bit from one glass. So it's good. It's really good. It's r- actually real good. Like, and I'm a little bit of a margarita snob. Like, I don't know. I don't like too too fruity. I don't like all the extra fancy pomegranate blackberry bullshit. They have lime and they have strawberry. Right now I'm drinking the strawberry, which I know I just said that I'm not. I don't like the fruity stuff, but the strawberry one is actually real good. And it's like a little bit limey, not too strawberry
0: so I tend to like mine like really fresh. So my parents and their friends like years ago did this thing. And I want, I want to be this kind of adult where I get all my friends together and we do like a tasting like this. So my, my parents and their friends, they all brought or they collected. They're like, okay, we did all this research on what we think is going to be the best margarita recipe. Love and they, it. And yeah. And they brought – they had like – Six different tequilas. They had all these different uh, liqueurs and like you know the the salts and the limes and like all the all the shit. And then they did a tasting of each of the tequilas and each of the liqueurs. And then they did they each concocted what they thought would be the best ratio mix to make a a margarita. And then they tasted everyone's and then they figured out or they voted on which one was the best. Dude, fucking yum. Those are. Yeah, going to
1: be friends with your parents at this point.
0: Right. And so my favorite one is like, God, I can't remember it now, but it's basically like tequila, Cointreau and just a fuck ton of lime, which makes sense because like my usual go-to drink is vodka, water and a fuck ton of lime. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's basically like the tequila version of that. Um, but also there's a restaurant here in Dallas called Gloria's and they have a fan fantastic jalapeno margarita, which I'm not always a huge fan of the spices, but holy shit, that stuff is good. And then I think when you were here, we went to... Uh, Mi we got Mambo Taxis. Those
1: were really good. It, I do yeah. remember those being really good. And I do remember being really drunk that night.
0: So. Yeah. And so those ones are, those are notorious, but that is, I think the, my only exception for like a really sweet margarita.
1: Yeah. that I guess that was a little sweeter. That was a few years ago. So I don't really remember. Yeah, but it, one,
0: it was frozen.
1: Yeah. I don't usually like frozen either, but this is Costco margaritas. Definitely recommend and they're cheap. Like which I don't really want to be that person when I'm almost 30 that's like looking for cheap liquor, but...
0: But I will say, if it's good, if you like it and it gets the job done, and it's economical, that's <laughs> fine. But it's not the same as drinking burnets at 30. Yeah. <laughs> PSA, please don't drink Burnett's after college. Anyway, <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Like Honestly. This is hey. Erica. <laughs> I'm Mariah. And we're drinking. We've been drinking, (laughs) Um, which I actually think is a little bit fitting for today's episode um, or episode topic. So uh, you guys, especially if you are from Dallas, if you live in Texas, you, and and probably in some other states as well, I believe they've been expanding. You're probably familiar with the franchise called Twin Peaks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you don't know what Twin Peaks is, it is what we would call a restaurant. Um, and I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that. I actually really hate that. I think that you said
1: that before. And I thought that it was like just a typo, but it's actually, a thing. no,
0: it's real. It's, it's very cringy and it's real. Um, <clears throat> so basically, um, it's like Hooters, except it is a uh, they in the I watched an episode of Undercover Boss about Twin Peaks and and he calls it a a rustic theme, but it's basically like a a cabin like wilderness type uh lot a lodge. That's it. That's the word. A lodge theme. So everything inside is made of wood. Uh, the girls are wearing their lumberjanes. They wear plaid crop tops. That show their twin peaks. <laughs> yeah, they're very low cut. <laughs> they they tie like right under your your bra, like your underwire of your bra. Um, and then you wear like little tan shorts and a big belt and some boots and you know, a lodge theme. But recently they have been sued by some of their workers for discrimination. And <laughs> I actually used to work there for a very brief time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I found this all very, very amusing. Um, some of it, and so that's why I watched the Undercover Boss episode, just to kind of get some different perspectives. Because I actually worked at the flagship store. It was like right across the street from headquarters. And I know some like kind of gross shit went down in there. And that was supposed to be like the, the best the best store. Like they they followed the rules because they had corporate popping in all the time. Um so I was curious to see what shit was going down in the other stores. And it's basically about the same. Okay, so
1: let's just dive in. I want to know the shit that went down. I've seen the undercover boss episodes too, but I know that you just recently watched it to be a little bit more caught up on things. But I remember like it just being super cringy and like violating. Like, yeah. I guess ugh. let's
0: start let's start from the beginning. Um, okay, so I do want not that I don't like the word clarify because I don't think I need to justify like working there, um, but just to, no, you have a hot ass body. you worked there. you needed extra money, yeah, and it that that is essentially it. I was like 20, <laughs> I was twenty five I was working at an agency. i um if you listen to our last episode, we talk about negotiations, um and I did not negotiate my salary very well. When I started, this was my first job, by the way, like right out of college, I didn't know shit. And so I, I had a really hard time like getting raises. It was a really small company. And so I needed a raise there. I was like kind of in this like quarter life crisis type type situation situation where I wanted to like take this trip. It was like a yoga retreat in Bali. Um, but I couldn't afford it with my like entry-level salary. And so I was going to get a a part-time job. I had worked in restaurants before. It was actually my preferred route over retail. And it seemed like the easier choice for me because I wanted something that was going to be short-term. And like retail, like you have a fixed rate. And, and, you know, so you have to work a shit ton of hours to to make a, a certain amount of money versus working in the service industry There are some things that you can do to kind of like, you know, you can work later shifts, you can work the weekends, you can work, um, take other people's shifts and stuff like that to get more money and get more tips. So that's the route that I went. And then uh, just having experience in restaurants. I know that weekends, so because I worked a full-time job, weekends was really the only opportunity that I had. And that is um, actually a really it's a high demand time period. And so people that have been working there for a long time are the ones that are going to be working the weekend shifts. Um, but what I realized is I actually had a coworker at my, at my full-time job who used to work at, um, at Twin Peaks and another restaurant that's very similar called Bone Daddy's. So I was actually talking to her and, that gave me the idea like, oh, well, a lot of the girls that actually work there are either like in school, so they have flexible schedules, or they're not in school and they they want to work the week because they want to have the weekends free so that they can go like have a social life. So and and the perk is there's no side work. Like you don't have to roll silverware. You don't have to bust tables. You don't have to prep anything like it is. As far as server, job go, server jobs go, it is very easy. So that was the route that I went. So I, I chose Twin Peaks over Bone Daddies. And then um, <laughs> I just made my boner go down for everybody who can't see me. <laughs> so what that process looks like, and this is important, I think, for setting the stage of why I kind of have, I don't know exactly how to feel about the lawsuit in totality. So you walk in just like any other job and you ask for an application and you apply and then you chat with the manager real quick. And I mean, there's not a lot of qualifications that you have to have. Um, they give you a uniform to borrow and they ask you to put it on and they take a picture of you in it. And then they will call you back and let you know if that is if you pass the test, I guess, I don't know. Are you hot enough? I don't, I truly, I don't know. They just, they call you back and they let you know if you got the job or not to me. And then, oh, and then, uh, they walk, they actually walk you around and they, they, they like show you, they take you through the back. They show you the shit. They tell you how things run. You go into the back of the house and there's this giant board that is that first of all, at the at the top, it shows you it outlines for you how every woman working there is supposed to look on her shift, and that is you have to have very sleek and styled hair. Um, you have to have like you have to have a full face of makeup that includes like foundation, eyeshadow, lips. You have to have a bold lip color. Not everyone followed that, but that was like the recommended thing you had to have neck, a necklace, like a bold necklace on or like bold accessories somewhere. Then of course your uniform. Yeah, I think those were the main things. And then, uh, And then they went on to evaluate your body. So every zone of your body, so like your legs, your arms, your core, all need to be toned and in shape. And then of course your uniform just needs to be like clean and like put together and like have the appropriate items on. So like you were required to wear a big, like flashy belt, like a bejeweled belt, essentially was like a requirement. So you had to make sure that you had that. And like I got hired there in in October and I had to go find khaki (laughs) shorts in October. And so for some reason I actually was able to find some at American Eagle, but they were a size too big. And so I thought it would be fine because I was wearing a belt, but you also have to wear like the thing that carries like your, your pen and like your, um, the thing that like you take, people's, your order pad and stuff in, in your little pouch that hung off of your belt. So it was like constantly weighing down my shorts So my shorts were like, they look, they were big, they looked big. Um, but I would constantly get points docked for that because my shorts weren't short enough and they weren't tight enough. They weren't small enough basically. But, um, all have to say, so they, they take account of your entire appearance and they score you, um and there's supposed to be some points in there supposedly for like if you're selling extra merchandise if you are um you have good manner not good manners you're you have good like personality and tone with your table they call it schmoozing like you're supposed to schmooze with your table which means that you're like flirting with them without intent yeah big eye roll from mariah (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and things like that, but it's like, you have a manager who's grading you on all of these things and like how, what they're going to follow you to every table to be able to tell that you are, you have a good attitude and personality with all of your tables is fucking bullshit. But basically they take all, all of these things and they accumulate it into a score. And every shift you take your, your average score from the previous week. And that determines where you rank among the other girls. And so every shift they take this list of all the girls in the order of where they rank and you choose your sections in order of your rank. So the number one girl gets to choose her section. So she doesn't feel like closing that night. She can choose a shitty section that doesn't close. If she's like, no, I'm here to make money. She's always going to choose that good closing section or, you know, whatever, the good section. There's a lot of, it gets very competitive and a little bit catty because of things like that. But all that to say, it's very straightforward. Like when you go in, you interview, it's all right there. They don't hide anything you know what you're getting into. You do. You do know what you're getting into. And, and so that is uh, something that that's partially what the, the lawsuit is about is some of it is discrimination because like one girl was pregnant and they weren't, they were like taking off points, like body points because of that, which, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't exactly make sense some of the other stuff is just like, I don't like, I get it. I, in hindsight, it doesn't, it's not cool. It doesn't make sense. That really shouldn't be a model, um, for business. I don't think, but especially in 2020 and like inclusivity, body positivity and like all that stuff, like it's really not gender equality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, so when I was watching this undercover boss episode, the thing that I was like cackling over is first of all, it's a man, no surprise, who is like the co-founder of twin Pete's. He, he, he's like, he's talking to one of the, the servers as if he's like just training to work at the restaurant. He's like, oh, what's this? What's this? What is this ranking? Oh, oh, you guys have to choose your sections at the beginning of every shift. Like, how do you feel about this? And she's like, it's fucking bullshit. Like it's all politics. Like girls will flirt with the managers. And and that's true. Like it really, it's subjective. It's completely subjective. So if you are always working with one manager who really likes you, like you're going to get a better rank. And he was, his feedback was Oh, this is terrible. I created this ranking system to empower the women, not to frustrate them. Like, how do you, how on earth do you think that grading, giving a grade to a woman's body and appearance and then ranking them against each other and then having that influence the money that they are that they're earning is going to empower them?
1: Yeah. That's like A boyfriend being like that girl has a really nice ass. You should do more squats. Yeah. Don't be How is that motivating me to like work out?
0: Yeah, exactly. If you're comparing me to somebody. Or maybe it does, but it's not healthy. Right. Okay, so
1: you say though that you knew everything going into this, which it's straightforward. Okay, and you still agreed to sign up for it. No judgment but do you think that like anything once you were there and like once you were in it and doing it, do you think that anything bothered you more than another thing or like, was there anything that was unexpected that you, that wasn't laid right out for you?
0: I mean, in terms of the expectations from the restaurant and the management itself, no, that, I mean, that was all pretty straightforward. Again, like, I've, I've worked in restaurants before. So some of the, the stuff is just like shitty restaurant shit. Um, and then the other stuff is like, well, you know, I think I went into it with a mindset of this is temporary. This is not what I do. This is not who I am, which again, like not, no judgment. I don't have any, have any shame in, in doing it. Um, or of like, even if it was like my full-time gig at the time I don't know I think I just didn't let it I didn't let the things that happened there get to me because I knew it wasn't all I had to rely on which is Mm -hmm. so and that I think is a really really important point because there are certainly girls that that is all they they have and all they do and they're just kind of like I and I can't speak for them or their mindsets but it's like if that is all you have, I don't know. I just worry. I worry what that context and like what that does to a girl, especially when you're young. Cause a lot of those girls are young. Like uh, yeah. some of them weren't even like drinking age. Like a lot of them weren't even drinking age. And so a lot of them are young and I just worry that like you're being exposed to a lot of shit there that like I, even at that time I was young, I was like 25 or 26, I think. Yeah. And so I was still old enough and had other experiences to know like, this isn't, normal or acceptable, but I can deal with this in a temporary state versus like this being the thing that is, is, uh, helping develop my understanding of the world. Um, and that's really, that's a scary thing to me. So, and that's another thing is like on that undercover boss episode, he asked the, the server that he was following at one point, if any men had made like inappropriate, passes or suggestions or offers and she was like oh yeah all the time like every day And he was like "What?" I was like what do you mean what and like I hate to be a supporter of like well
1: you set a man up and of course he's gonna act on it because like I think that that's really inappropriate in most contexts but in a context like this where it's under like you said it's completely understood that that's what you were getting into mm-hmm. as an employee there, like, of course, men aren't like, you know, little church boys aren't going to come in and be like, wow, bless your peaks. Yeah. Like you know, and-
0: they're like, Hey, nice tits. Can I get some wings? Yeah. So there's, yeah, that's like, let's talk about that because, let's. um, that, yeah. <laughs> Cause that is, that's like a really, I think, a very big gray area. I think it also depends on the woman too. Like, um, for me, I, for me, let me just put it from my perspective because I can only speak for for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. for me, that's fine. If a guy wants to tell me that I'm hot, cool. Thank you. Yeah, I have I have my tits out. I have socks in my bra to boost up my boobs like and make them look bigger. <laughs> yeah, like I'm playing the game here. Like I totally get it. Um yeah, cool. Thank you. That's not that's a compliment that to me is not crossing the line. To me that is considering context of <laughs> the women signed up to be showing off their assets and you came here to see it. Um where I think the line is drawn for me is, uh, for instance, um, there were these guys who were regulars and they came in every Thursday. And uh, when I worked there, I only worked there Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So I saw them all the time. And like I said, I had, I had these shorts. I wore them these were the only ones I had. I didn't because I only intended to work there for a few months. I didn't see the point in like going and trying. And it was the winter; like I couldn't go find other shorts. And I, fr- and frankly, I just didn't care enough. Uh, anyway, so they were a little bit big on me, and I had this table, and they were just very clearly perverts. But and and everyone knew it. All the girls knew. It. All the girls were just like they just rolled their eyes like oh these guys are back but they mm-hmm. tipped but they tipped really well and so it was kind of like whoever had that section on a Thursday knew they were gonna get a decent startup that night because they would come they spent a shit ton of money and they tipped you a shit ton of money but again because this wasn't my only thing that was like less important to me to deal with like I just didn't deal with it as well as the other girls. So these guys the story is is that they used to be regulars at Hooters and they got banned because they were they started a website where they were like taking photos of like up close photos of the waitresses like boobs and trying to take pictures of their like asses and like up their shorts and up like the skirts of some other girls and like so the owners of Hooters banned them. So then they started Frequenting Twin Peaks, and the managers at Twin Peaks knew this like everyone knew it, but they never stopped them from coming here. And so, one guy in the group always made comments about my shorts and how he wanted to see more of my ass. And I was quite frankly very, I was not, I didn't, if I ever had them in my section, I didn't really put up with it, I didn't really entertain it, I didn't like laugh it off, I would just like kind of roll my eyes and walk away. Well, one day he came in and he gave me, he had bought me a new pair of shorts and they were like super short shorts. And I was just like, okay. And I like put them in the back and I never thought about them again. And, um, except like, I don't know, a month later, I, the shorts that I normally wore, had like a stain on them or something. Like for some reason, I think I was working, like I picked up a shift I didn't normally work. And so I didn't have time to like wash them or clean them. And I had, there was a stain on them. And so I couldn't wear them to this shift. So I had to wear the other ones, but it was like, a, it wasn't a Thursday. It was like, I picked up a Friday shift or something. So I was like, okay, this is fine. They're not gonna, this guy's not gonna see me in them. It's not gonna be a big deal. So I wore them for the one shift and he happened to come in that day. And then, yeah. And then he paid me. He gave me, uh, he wasn't even in my section. I was like on the other side of the restaurant and he came, found me, saw me wearing them, gave me a $50 bill for wearing them.
1: Ooh. It's like, it's so skeevy, but like also not skeevy enough for me to be like, don't take the money.
0: Right. Exactly. And it's, it's
1: so controversial. Like, and I think that this is so controversial in like so many. Like, this applies in so many areas of, like, a man versus woman thing in today's society of, like, men versus women power and, like, whatever. It's, like, well, we're allowing it to some extent by accepting Mm -hmm. that $50 bill, but also it's, like,
0: a $50 bill and, like, I didn't do anything for it. So, like. Exactly. And that kind of shit happened all the time where it was, like. It's just men. It's men exerting power. So like there was one guy who came in, I don't know what the fuck his deal was, but he would, uh, he had one table that he liked to sit at and he would, he refused to sit any other table wouldn't sit at the table next to it. Wouldn't sit like in the other corner, like that one table is the only table he would sit at. And then, but he was also really picky about the girls that would serve him. And so one day he did not like the girl that was serving him for whatever reason. And he just pointed at me, he goes, I want her. So I had to serve him. And then from then on, whenever I was working, he would make me serve. Even if I was serving the other, my section was on the other side of the restaurant, he would make me come serve him. And he, again, he tipped really well and he wasn't skeevy towards me. So, and, and like we actually had some interesting talks, but I, so it was like one of those things that I like, fine, I don't care. Like, I'm making an extra 50 bucks just by bringing you your fucking club sandwich and a Almer. Okay. Like, and he didn't even drink. That's the thing. Like his, his ticket was like 20 bucks every time. It was the weirdest thing. Um, But the, that restaurant is just full of men like that. And that's the thing where it's like, or like, um, I remember this one girl had a, had a sugar daddy. Um, who would always come in and sit in her section, but her section was full. And I had the only table in the entire restaurant that was open. So he paid me a hundred bucks to let me sit in his table, let her serve him. I was like, all right, no problem. Yeah. So, so it's just like shit like that all the time. Like men just coming in, throwing some money around to try to look like a big shot in front of some girls. Cause their tits are out. And I'm like, like, sure, I guess. But again, it's like, I think it was okay some stuff, some stuff like that. It was okay with me because I could, I I just had a different, I had a mindset like this is temporary. This is just something I have to get through. Right. I. But it's really problematic for me. It's problematic for me. Like uh, another story is like I once um, was talking to a table and one of my other, ta- a guy at a table that was behind me took a photo of my ass while I was talking to my other table and then when I was walking away he called me over and he was like hey come here look at this uh how would you rate yourself one to ten how would you I'm like why uh, like why like why that why are we having this conversation you fucking asshole like what is well in the- like
1: getting out of this right that's the thing is like it's one thing if you want to look it's one thing if you want to comment like A nice comment i guess like hey nice ass but like that's crossing a line of like being insulting or being like abusive to some
0: extent but then i go back to okay so he's asking me to rate myself okay so what does that say about twin peaks who has management rating all of the women but then again, but you, it's like you have consent. But you signed up
1: for that. You yeah. didn't sign up for the customers. You signed up for the customers to be looking, but not to be like putting you on the
0: spot like that. Right. And then it's like another another layer of not confusion, but just gray, another layer of gray area because your whole job. So, yeah, I signed up for this, this particular job because I didn't have to roll silverware. I don't have to mm-hmm. prep anything in the back. I don't have to do shit. My whole job is to, quote unquote, schmooze with the guests. You know, sometimes that comes really easy and it's just bantering and and quite frankly, I think I did really well. Um at Twin Peaks because I was a little bit older and because I had other things happening in my life. And so like when guys would try to like fuck with me or try to like throw bows. Overpower. Yeah, like I had enough I had enough sass, but not but it was uh it was backed with intelligence and like actual some experience. Like I had another job. Like, no, I, I know some shit. Like I'm here because I have a goal that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to like do this thing. And that was something that they were like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Whereas with the other girls, it was really just like, eh, that girl's just hot. I don't really care what she has to say. Um, and so I think that that did really well for me. So I don't want to say it's all bad. Like there were definitely men that came in here that I thought were super cool um and i would like just like shoot the shit with them and like that is also like how you make money like you get regulars because these guys just think you're like a cool chick um which is also really nice right
1: and i like i feel like a lot of this for our listeners who maybe are just like kind of skipping episodes our episode before this talked about like negotiating and like how you just have to have like the right amount of power a up- like, against your opponent or, like, the person that you're negotiating with. And I think that that's, like, a really good example of, like, this in a sense is that you had the right amount of, like, I'll flirt with you, but don't fuck with me mm-hmm. compared to, like, maybe somebody who's a little bit more vulnerable. But, like, it also – even though I know you've said, it, like, it's – it's. um super straightforward and you knew what you were signing up for, like, I do kind of feel for the girls who are talking about the lawsuit to some extent, because like, especially, I mean, you're talking four or five years ago when you worked there, which like times have changed. And the things that were maybe a little bit racy then are, maybe way more racy now or way less acceptable now.
0: So, yeah. So something that just popped in my head when you say that. So like they have a thing called, and this was actually part of the lawsuit as well, is they have dress up nights and that can be a variety of things, but it's usually like a, a lingerie dress up. Like you're wearing like next to nothing like thongs and a bra like even less than you would normally wear luckily those normally happened I think on like weeknights like on Wednesdays or something when I wasn't working which really like truthfully very thankful because they wouldn't let there was no option to opt out like if you were scheduled to work that night you were required to wear it and if you didn't do it then you were fired And like that. And so that is part of the lawsuit. And that I think is completely justified because you can't, That is something that, first of all, they don't disclose that to you when you're interviewing. That's not something that you know about. Like, you know, I think um, if you are familiar with Twin Peaks, you probably know about like they, every year they have their like bikini competition. That's pretty normal. And they do dress up nights for like Halloween. That's fine. But they have a lot of other ones and they never tell you that it's mandatory. And that's just like, I don't know. To me, that's like a next level of skeezy that I, I, I think you need to disclose and women need to have a choice um, because that's a lot of exposure. Well, and there's a
1: difference between like a restaurant and a uniform that you're expected to wear and you know the uniform that you're signing up as versus like lingerie. I mean, no diss to strippers or no diss to like a bartender that's going to be like working at a club and wearing lingerie. But like, again, a stripper signs up for that. Again, a bartender working at a strip club or a nightclub signs up for that. Like you signed up to wear a pair of shorts, boots, and a crop top.
0: Right. And that's where I feel feel conflicted about like the scoring system. Like, do I think that it makes the most sense? Do I think it's fair? No, I really don't. But it's also like... That's the name of the game. That is what you signed up for. So I don't necessarily think that it's worth, not that it's worth suing over, but I just don't, I don't know. Like it was right there. You could have said no and you could have walked away. You could have gone work at bone daddies. You could have gone worked at Tilt to Kilt. You could have worked at Hooters. Like, but this is what they do. And you, you said, okay, anyway. Yeah. I
1: don't know. I, I feel really conflicted about it also because like, I'm somebody who's always like, even when I feel like I had a good body that would be appropriate for something like that. Like I'm always somebody who's felt very insecure, like in my body. So I have a hard time justifying places like this that judge only by body. But like, also I know that, I mean, I don't want to get too much into like body shaming and stuff. But like right now there are like a lot of women who are like either really like grossly underweight or grossly overweight that are trying to like normalize a female's body in the same way. And like, it's just, in my opinion, I can't speak for everybody, but it's just not realistic that like, well,
0: and it's hard, it's hard to but like get yourself into that mindset of um of acceptance no matter where you are in the spectrum when society, restaurants like right. this, media are constantly glorifying this um certain body type.
1: Right. And like there's like the saying, like everybody is a bikini body. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. I agree. Can everybody put on a bikini? Absolutely. But would I feel more comfortable wearing a bikini 10 years ago than I feel comfortable like wearing a bikini now? Yeah, also absolutely. I think that there's like a lot of weird societal shifts that are happening happening around um, bodies right now that are making this like an interesting topic. And also a lot of weird societal shifts that are happening, not weird, like good probably, but shifts that are happening around like women in general right now that make Mm -hmm. this a really interesting topic but while we're on the body thing i want to bring up something that i haven't talked to you about yet so there's like a famous celebrity um whitney waythor she's that my big fat fabulous life girl oh yeah okay So I recently saw like one of her Instagram posts and she's in a bikini. You know, she always talks about like being fat and like everybody is a bikini body. Somebody like a lot of the comments in her pictures are frequently like, stop, you're beautiful. You know, your worth isn't measured by your body, whatever. And her caption was like, stop telling me I'm not fat. Like I'm proud of being fat. And it's fine. Stop telling me that I'm beautiful otherwise, because now you're telling me that like, it's just my insides that make me beautiful. And everyone knows that it's both your insides and your outsides. So like, stop saying that. So like, I think that it's interesting that she brings that to this. And I kind of wonder like what she would think about this whole thing, like women being judged by their body, because like, she's basically asking people to judge her somewhat by her body
0: or like, she's accept just accept that's what i was just
1: gonna say like she's asking people to accept her by her body so like like i wonder i don't know i just wonder where this is gonna go
0: yeah and it and it's actually tough for twin peaks because i think they try to find loopholes by saying like oh yeah like we're not we're not gonna tell you that if you're pregnant that you can't continue to work here but you'll probably get shitty sections like you know it's like their own like little way but That's also an interesting uh, thing that you bring up because as I was watching Undercover Boss, I I had a theory. So right around the time that I was leaving Twin Peaks, they had started bringing in some executives from that. I I think they previously worked at Hooters. They had some relation to Hooters. The the storyline is that Hooters positions themselves as like a family-friendly restaurant. Which I would agree, especially like in comparison to like Twin Peaks or Tilted Kilt or whatever. Like they're they're more on the mild side. Like they wear tights under their shorts, like whatever. So they they brought in some executives from uh, Hooters to try to help them repair their image because I think they felt that they had gone too far to the extreme of I don't I don't even know. Like I I obviously didn't hear this narrative. Ex- straight from management but this is what i picked up uh, along the way is that i feel like they they were getting feedback that they were too skanky uh or at least people were perceiving them to be too skanky or too sexualized that women didn't feel or most women didn't feel comfortable there that they weren't comfortable with their their men going there without them um you know that kind of thing and i'm sure that like the dress up nights you know helped that and so they started making changes so they took away all the dress up nights they weren't doing the uh they weren't doing the bikini competition every year anymore which that was like a really big deal for them cuz they had done it since like the beginning of forever it was like a, na- a nationwide thing it wasn't just like per store and then they changed the uniforms so they had full length shirts um, really yeah so after i left they had full length shirts is they, that still a thing uh i actually don't know for sure. I want to look. So I went, the last time I was there, I went in 2016, not like just as a guest. Actually guys, like I talk a lot of shit, but they have good food. I'm not lying. <laughs> like they have good ass food. Oh, that actually reminds me of another thing. I'll get to that in a second. They're still wearing crop tops. Yeah. I actually think they went back to it and I think, okay. they actually, I think they like overextended the other way so they tried to go a more conservative way they had full-length shirts they had you know like athletic shorts and sneakers they got rid of the high socks and the boots i thought the boots were cute I, I live in I Alaska, did, so. I, I do too. I actually thought the whole uniform was cute. I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't mind having my boobs out or whatever. Like, it's a crop top. I would wear that on like a normal day. Like, whatever. But yeah, so they, they had like kind of gone way conservative. They were trying to position themselves as a sports bar more, you know, more so than whatever else. And it's family friendly. Bring the kids. Bring your wives. Like, whatever. Um, I'm assuming that didn't work out so well for them. And so they have swung back the other way. And now they're back to the regular uniform that we all know and love, but they've also, I think, have added in more of the like dress up nights and stuff. Like I I still follow a couple of the of the girls that I used to work with. Like a lot of them don't work there anymore, but for a while they did. and And they seem to be like in different types of setups more often. Um, but the the food thing actually reminded me of like another, just as I don't even know what category this falls in other than this was, this was the single thing that made me so mad was that you work there if you work a double. So normally if you work at a restaurant or at least my experience, when you had worked in a restaurant, if you work a double, so that means you work the morning shift and you or the lunch shift and the dinner shift, you normally have a break in between. So, that normally means that you open with the lunch shift, you are one of the first ones that's cut, and then you have a break, and then you are the first, you open the dinner shift, and then you're like one of the first ones cut, or you know, some variation of that. Or maybe you close lunch, doesn't matter, but you have a break. Not at Twin Peaks. At Twin Peaks, if you work a double, you work straight through. And so that could yeah. mean, yeah, no, it was like really hard. And that was like, That was really, really hard on me and like physically hard on me because I was working literally seven days a week for six months because I had a full-time job Um, on Thursdays. I would leave from my full-time job, go work at Twin Peaks until midnight, go home, go to work on Friday and then work all day long Saturdays and Sundays. Um, And so I was sick all the time. I I remember that. Yeah, I was really run down. And like Rob would have to go to my apartment and let Rowan out and stuff just because like I just I was never there. I couldn't be there. It was ridiculous. This kind of pairs with the whole them grading your body again i was there for a short period of time that was my mindset so i was like i'm gonna grind it out i can get through this there is an end to this tunnel but like imagine if i wasn't imagine i am like a 19 year old girl i'm not in school i don't know i'm just trying i'm in the in between i'm trying to figure out what i want to do but in the meantime i need to make rent or maybe i am in school and i need to pay for school you know they're grading you on your body yet all of your time is being spent there on your fee. If you're working doubles, like if you're like really trying to hustle and like make a lot of money and you're like working a lot of doubles, you don't have a break. You are exhausted. And then they have, they don't let you order food from their main menu. <laughs> they, <sighs> they make they have a special menu for the girls and it's called the spa menu and it's basically like turkey and cheese roll-ups wrapped in lettuce or like a salad <laughs> it's basically- so were you
1: guys just like sneaking like
0: fucking tenders and shit when you could so um yeah so i this is one of my one of my uh gifts in working at a restaurant is I always make friends with the, the back of house staff. Mm -hmm. Those are the people, the other servers, fuck them. It's all a competition. Make friends with the back of house people. They hold you up. And so, I would put in orders for myself. I, mean, this is this was, oh yeah. This one day, this was like my fucking breaking point. I ordered, I had been working all fucking day long. I ordered some, they had, they have great nachos. I ordered some fucking <laughs> nachos and I had them waiting. They had them sitting out for me and I guess someone fucked up and they like wrote my name on it and the manager knew that they were being held for me. Threw them away. I paid full fucking price. I never used my discount on them. I paid full fucking price for them. And they threw my nachos away. I lost my goddamn mind. I was like, are you shitting me? Like, give me my nachos. (laughs) You're like one of the
1: Victoria's Secret models who like finally gets to eat a meal for the first time. You're like ravenous.
0: Yeah, well, that's so. That's my thing. Is like they're gonna sit here and like grade you on your body, but you're being worked ragged. You don't have time to go and like work out if you have a life outside of this place. And then, and then even their like quote unquote healthy menu that they have. First of all, I find that offensive that they they don't. It's not an option. Like, oh, if you want to have a lighter option, here you go. It's a fucking mandatory. Like, yeah, uh, I don't like that. that. That no, no, do not. I don't know why that makes me so fucking mad, but, like, don't. Because it creates such an unhealthy mindset, especially for people who, like, you were, like, older
1: and, like, you had, like, already kind of been tracking macros and, like, working with a coach and, like, whatever, and, like, you knew a little bit about, like, what you were putting in your body. But for, like, somebody who is 19 and, like, fucking vulnerable and, like, moldable into, like, a person, like, that creates – such an unhealthy like if I eat this I have to go run three miles yeah it's well and then it's mentally like mentally and physically unhealthy
0: well and then it's like the stuff that they were feeding us on that menu wasn't it was like deli turkey and cheese in a uh, fucking lettuce wrap like first of all that's not like that's not a meal in of itself that's not like nutritionally well-rounded but also it's like full of sodium and like preservative. So like, yeah, like it has its place in time, but that's like, first of all, that's a snack. And second of all, if that's all I'm surviving on while I'm working here, then I'm going to be bloated as fuck. Cause I'm going to be full of salt. <laughs> that, and I don't like that. They call it a spa menu
1: either. It's like, oh, we're treating you to a spa. Like bitch, if you're if you're going to call it a spa menu, like there better be like a fucking cheese board. And like, I was going to say, you know, give me
0: that charcuterie board. Yeah.
1: Yeah. like. Don't call it spa menu. I don't like that because that instills, that's like even more of the like narcissistic psychology that I think goes around a place like this. Like, call it if you like, if you're going to be upfront and honest, like call it the diet menu or like call it the like, you know, we don't want our workers to get fat menu. Our <laughs> workers aren't allowed to eat fried food on the job menu. Like, it's not a spa.
0: And I think you and I, I don't think everyone actually aligns with like the same like straightforwardness that you and I um appreciate but like I totally agree it's like let's just call it what it fucking is yeah hang on I'm like actually looking up in my notes so while I worked there I had made notes because I had this idea once where I was like oh I bet I could if I were if I decided to work here for a while I could start like an anonymous blog or something talking about like just the shit that went out there. So I'm just looking and seeing if there's anything.
1: I thought you were going to make me so proud and say that you were going to like use it as negotiating points.
0: Oh, (laughs) negotiating (laughs) for what? (laughs) Yeah. So I had, (laughs) okay. So this is the funny thing to me. So I wrote this thing down. Like we've talked about a lot. They, rank you on your body, they give you body tone points or whatever and I had this, I wrote down that I had this week where I ate pizza almost every single week and my body point average actually went up that week. Like, fuck I, yeah, carbs baby, <laughs> Christy, yeah. are you
1: listening? <laughs> yeah, I was just like... Christy's my coach, you guys. So <laughs> If like, she was listening, she would be like, fuck yeah, you toned up because you ate so many carbs.
0: My muscles were... <laughs> pop in. Pump. Yeah. Pump thank you. Up. Pump it. I couldn't think of the word pump. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. My third bullet. That time I threw away nachos and I'll never let it go.
1: <laughs> you haven't let it go. Seriously, they owe you nachos. Twin Peaks, if you're listening and you want us to back you in your lawsuit, you owe Erica some fucking nachos and me because I've had to hear about it.
0: So, okay, and I, I do want to say, like, it wasn't all bad. This is – I didn't realize how niche of a reference this was or a niche of an artist this was, but there's a rapper named Duro. Have you heard of him? Mm-mm. So he had his, like, big single in, like, 2008 or so was uh, Ice Cream Paint Job. Mm. Uh, okay. Playing that I mean I'm
1: older. I'm like notoriously bad at like names and artists and like names of movies and names of songs. Like if you sa- sang it to me or if I heard it, I'd probably know it.
0: I'll send it to you later, but yeah, I mean, but you're not the only one. Like I thought he was like a very, like for at least for that one single, I thought he was a very well-known artist, but I guess not, but he lives in Dallas or at the time he lived in Addison where I was working. And so he came into Twin Peaks once and uh, this girl was serving him and we had a shift change. And so I had her section and she had to like give, give, he had just sat down. So she, she like, gave me a pep talk and I, I was so offended cause she was like, okay, so you know, the song ice cream paint job. Well, that guy Jerome, he's sitting at your table. I just like, really just be cool. I'm like, bitch, don't fucking tell me how to act. Like he, like, no one even knows who DeRoe is. Okay. He ain't yeah, like, shit. Yeah. like It'll be fine but he ordered a salad with salmon on it, which I found surprising and like a water weird. <laughs> um. So I wrote down like, shit, he was boring. <laughs> I wish I had a better story about him. Um, and <laughs> I wrote down that time I was paid for standing. So one time I was just, sta- it was slow and I was just standing at the bar, like watching some game that was on TV. And this guy who like, he wasn't my regular. Cause he always sat at the bar, but like I talked. Oh to my God. I remember this. Yeah. I think, Do you? Uh, yeah. So I was like standing there talking to him and he just like, he's like is fiddling with his wallet and he's like, Oh man, all this money won't fit in my wallet here. (laughs) And He just gave me, he gave me $30 just because it wouldn't fit in his wallet. (laughs) I was like, all right. fucking chump. And then I had like, I had all the typical stuff. I say typical, but like, you know, the stuff that you'd probably expect from Twin Peaks. Like I had a guy offer to be my sugar daddy. And, uh, at the time I told Rob, expecting to him to be jealous. And he was like, what'd you say? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> and then, and then I had, I had a couple ask, uh, to do a threesome with me. I had a girl who, a girl who was like, oh damn, it's too bad that you're not single because that guy over there said he would pay us a hundred dollars each to have a threesome with us. And I was like, I'm sorry, a (laughs) hundred dollars.
1: Yeah. A hundred dollars. Like step it up, bro. If you (laughs) want to be that bold, like you better be coming with some money.
0: money. I know. But then my last, this is my final, my final story, I think. And this is the one that really is actually, uh, like really bothers me because as much as I felt like I was a little bit more secure in myself and like the situation, um, I did have this regular who was a doctor and he came in like every week with his friend who I think was also a doctor, but I can't remember, but they were like super, super chill like really cool guys like weren't pervy at all like and they were both like really interested because like I would like I said I was like planning I was saving up to go on this uh, yoga retreat in Bali and they were really interested in and just like what I was doing and like what I was doing in my full-time job and just like normal shit I actually felt like relieved like when they would come in because they was would come in on a Sunday so it just felt like a nice chill hang one, one of the guys, uh, the first one that I was, that I was referencing, he would sometimes come in by himself and like sit in my section and write the, the last shift that I worked right before I went to Bali, he was like, well, let me know if you need anything. And he ended up writing me a prescription. He was like, you know, sometimes like if you go to other countries, and you eat something that like, I don't know, like your stomach's not used to, it can like give you know, have issues. So let me just like write you like basically a uh, prescription strength, like pepto basically is what it was. And you can just go pick it up right before you leave. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. That's cool. Thanks. We're- really illegal, by the way. Right. I ended up not doing it and like not picking it up for some reason. Like I was just like, like it's out of my way. I don't feel like it's necessary, like whatever winging it. And then what ended up happening is that I came back from Bali and it was I had taken that pre or the following weekend off because it was like St. Patrick's Day weekend and um a friend of ours like threw a big party every year and so like before I even left like a month in advance I had taken that that weekend off and they had scheduled me and so I tried I tried getting getting out of it and I told them like I took the, I requested this off like a month ago and they're like no sorry sucks to suck and so I was like okay and then I qu- Quit. and i just never went back and so because of that like my regulars obviously didn't know what happened to me the other girls that worked there didn't know what happened they just like knew that i went on the trip and that i never came back and even half the management didn't really know what happened to me this guy this this doctor ended up finding me on facebook And he sent me a friend request and I never, and I don't know what it was, but something about it, I just like, I didn't respond to it right away. Um, I just, sometimes I do that. I just kind of like sit on those things and then like I'll go on like a spree where I like I either accept or deny everyone. So it, it had been like a few days and he sent me a message and then I didn't respond to that. And then he sent me, like he just kept messaging me. And like in a weird way, like, you know, you know, when guys start getting creepy and like mm-hmm. you get that feeling like, Ooh, uh, I don't know. And like, there was nothing about what he was saying that was creepy. He just was being very like persistent and relentless in a way that made me feel uncomfortable. So I just never responded. I never accepted his friend request. I never denied it. Cause I didn't know. I just wanted him to feel like I just never saw it. Yeah. It didn't happen, like I never look at Facebook, I don't know what happened, and like I never like looked at his messages like nothing and then um and then it stopped after a couple of months. Uh, after a while, he ended up, he would try again, but he would try different things. Like, Hey, are you still doing marketing? Like my, I, my doctor's office actually, or my office actually needs, needs help. Like, would you be willing? Like, Oh, we're paying like, so, and then following up on that for a while. And then he would drop it for a few months and then he'd follow up on something else. And it was just never ending. And then it finally stopped for quite a while. And then he would pick up again. And then, and then at some point he, created a new account and then started the whole thing over again. Uh, Yeah. And then, and then I knew, and to that point, I was like, okay, like I'm not really worried about this because he doesn't know enough about me. And like, I, I've moved several times since then. He doesn't know where I work now. Like there's a lot that he doesn't know, um, and I've never seen him since. But I did have like there was like one moment where I was um because all of my doctors were like in my hometown, which is like 45 minutes north, so it's just kind of a pain in the ass. So I've slowly been like finding new doctors here in Dallas. And uh, a few years ago, went and finally found a new like primary doctor, and they told me that my appointment was going to be with Dr. Jones, which is this guy's last name, and I was like, what? And I like went on a full, like full on panic mode, like just uncovering their whole website, trying to figure out, yeah, like, yeah, if it was going to be him, it wasn't him. But like, that was the moment where I was like, okay, this is like a real problem. And it's like, how many of those girls that work there have some kind of issue that's even, even more escalated than that.
1: Right. And I think that like, those are the things that you don't put yourself into a situation. Like, even though you're agreeing to wear a skimpy outfit and you're agreeing to like being a little bit flirty, you're not agreeing to the extracurricular activities. Right. No matter what. And there's a line. And then like, but that's like, I feel like I just keep using like narcissistic behavior as like a, like a, a word that I'm using in this whole podcast, but like, that is narcissistic that he wrote you a script, did something that he shouldn't ethically do to like hold one over you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's just, it's in like those, that's why like, I, I do have mixed feelings about a place like Twin Peaks, but at the same time, I feel like I lean a little bit more towards like maybe those places shouldn't exist because I feel like it puts the power in the hands of the wrong people. Like, okay, why are you going to a place like that? Like I don't really want my boyfriend or my husband or my father going to a place like that. Like,
0: yeah, sure. Free will, I guess you, yeah, you're capable of doing such things and there's a market for it. Um, but at some point, there should be some evaluation of, is this more harm than good? Agreed. Yeah. I agree. But their food is bomb, though. <laughs> Seriously.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that we were able to talk about something, like, so relevant to you in, like, a current time, like, when it's relatable.
0: <laughs> but it was, like, a weird time, and it, it feels really weird to me to look back on because, like, it just It doesn't feel like myself, if that makes sense. I feel like even when
1: you were doing it, it wasn't really like, like I was surprised by it to some extent, not like, not like ashamed of you or anything, but just like wow, damn girl, like you go, it's not something I would ever expect you to be doing.
0: Yeah. And it was something that I really had to like pump myself up for. Like I thought I had thought (laughs) on it for a while and I was like, you know what, we're just gonna, we're gonna grin and bear it. We're gonna get through this. This is just what we gotta do. This is like the, the, not the path of least resistance by any means, but it was like, what is the goal? We need to make a lot of money. What's the easiest way to do that in a short period of time? show our tits yeah yeah like if i had to do it all over again if i would find some people that wanted to see my weird feet so like (laughs) not me (laughs) yeah no not mariah mariah has a feet phobia (laughs) but
1: listen if someone wants to see these dogs like and pay me some money for them it's fine
0: hit us up We got, we got four feet. We're right here ready for you.
1: Woo, 20 toes, <laughs> baby. Come get them.
0: I, I don't know. Um, how more, I don't know how much more explicit we can get. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for like, thanks for sharing that. I'm kind of excited to see what comes out of it.
0: It, it is interesting. I don't know. I guess like if you guys have opinions on it, let's talk about it. I mean, I feel like it's a pretty gray area. I could I can really see, I can see both sides. Um, but I think it really just comes down to the person and like what are their specific circumstances.
1: Yep. I agree. And it feels like a super controversial subject that's like it feels so controversial and so weird, but then like when you start talking about it, it's really not all that controversial and weird. So it's kind (laughs) of like a breath of fresh air to talk about it in a time that we are so divided.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts guys. Um, also if you worked at bone daddy's also guys, bone daddy's has also has really good food. Although I think, (laughs) I think they closed, I think they closed both locations in Dallas, but that was some good food. That was a client of, that was actually a client of ours. When I, while I was working at twin peaks, the agency that I worked at, we were working on bone daddy's.
1: (laughs) That's so funny. Um, another thing, like, if we have any male listeners, I kind of want to know like your thoughts on like the male clientele that comes to a place like this. Like, are you guys there to be completely creepy? Or are you guys there because like you get to look at tits and eat good food? Or are you there because like you can just have straight guy time and your wives won't bother you? Let us know what you think.
0: Yeah, really. That's all. Cool.
1: <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening guys. Bye.